When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing the power of language, how words shape our thoughts. Many years ago, a mentor said to me, words are spells, cast them wisely. And I've internalized and lived by that wisdom ever since. We are, as human beings, hypnotizable creatures of habit. Our childhoods, our lived experiences, our environments, and the messaging we soak up over time programs us. It becomes our self-talk especially if our parents were difficult to please, especially if we hold ourselves to high standards, it's easier to develop a critical internal voice for every flub, every life mistake, instead of an encouraging, supportive, compassionate internal voice. We tend to not realize that we are in constant internal conversation with ourselves, and that internal conversation is guiding, self-hypnotizing, programming our moods, our mindsets, and our worth. Mindfulness helps us notice this conversation so that we're not mindlessly reinforcing and practicing self-critical, perfectionistic, low self-empathy messaging. Self-love is all the rage in self-development and therapy circles, right? I challenge myself and my clients and you to get beyond the idea of self-love, Sure, bubble baths and manicures, they're great. But when we get beyond self-love, we get to commit to self-respect. We find and build self-respect by cultivating an internal soft place to fall, an internal cheerleader, a teammate. I call it our wise woman or our wise man that's willing to take the lessons from life's mistakes to honor this one precious life by moving through it, taking that wisdom from those flubs, from those mistakes, and transforming it into self-respect, grace, adding to our wisdom bank over time, over experience. We can break the maladaptive self-hypnosis and patterning from the critical voice, that inner bully, 
We can create a self-loving relationship with ourselves that serves as the basis for all other relating. If we believe that everything has a vibration or a frequency because everything is energy, then we can understand the law of attraction and the influence of our inner dialogue on the law of attraction. While energy can sound woo-woo because science cannot yet properly measure or test it, all of us have had the experience of walking into a room after someone has had an argument or an altercation And we can feel that tension. That is energy that we are all sensing in that moment. This is proven in descriptive language that we have for moments like this. Like the tension is so thick, I can cut it with a knife. We can feel energy. We really can. People struggling with depression and anxiety can get stuck in these energetic thought loops. Meaning that they are thinking negative thoughts then feeling negative feelings, then doing negative things like staying in bed all day and eating crap instead of healthy food. People stuck in negative loops are finally attuned to looking for danger, to looking out for danger in an attempt to prevent it, which seems smart, but actually keeps us in this negativity, problem, danger, focus and keeps us looping there. These thoughts and these focus points on what is missing, what is wrong, what is potentially problematic, what isn't working, it keeps someone in this energy of the upset. It keeps someone in the energy of anxiety, of depressing ideas and depressing relationship with self. In law of attraction, we say like attracts like. So we work to clear out What's called in AA and Alcoholics Anonymous, stinking thinking, because that depressive thought loop is a stuckness. It is a stuckness in the stinking thinking. In therapy or coaching, we work to learn how to become attractors of what we want and let go of focusing on stinking thinking. We let go of focusing on what we don't want. Focusing on what we don't want gets us more of what we don't want. What a trap. Focusing on what we do want gets us more of what we do want. And that's not woo-woo, y'all. That's sense. It's sense from your own life's experiment and data. Look back at your own life. If you've gotten all the way to liking my show and being a listener here, then you've likely tried to focus on everything that isn't working for you, everything that you don't want. How's it worked for you so far? If you have your own data that says, yeah, it feels kind of crappy to be in that mode and be in that mindset, maybe something else could work for me. I have tried it that way. It hasn't worked for me. Then allow yourself the experimentation of shifting to what you do want. What would work? What is light? What is easy? And experiment with that for a little while and see what happens. Take your life's experiments, your data, your proof over what me or anyone else says. It helps you step into the empowerment and the reality that you are your own authority figure. You are there to take care of yourself. You are there to let go of what no longer serves you and lean into what does. 
Here are some ways to be more intentional with your language, those spells that we want to cast wisely. Being intentional with language is powerful and it is available for all of us right now in this very moment. A little formula that I can give you to help you find the healthy language in your own life is to find the uncomfortable feeling that you struggle with in in any moment or after the fact and reverse engineer, go backwards. What message is my self-talk giving me to create this struggle or create this emotion, create this mode? When you find the message that's influencing the feeling or the mood, you have so much power to change that message. Learning healthy language is like learning any language. And you wouldn't expect yourself to learn Spanish or French or English if that's not your first language in a day, a week, a month. You would very much understand that it is a process and it feels funny and even silly and awkward to form that new language in our minds and in our mouths and our ears hear us say it. So allow that to be part of your process as you change your relationship from a negative, maybe depressive self-talk, language, energy, and mindset into a more positive, more forward-focused, more solution-focused language. So here are my examples for you to help you reframe intentional language so that you can reprogram your internal dialogue, cast those spells wisely, and live using the law of attraction to your benefit. All right, here's my first one. This is a biggie for highly sensitive people and survivors. I'm so overwhelmed and I can't handle this. I'm so overwhelmed and I can't handle this. I can't handle it. Here's a healthy reframe. I can take a breath and I can do one thing at a time. I've got this. I can and I do handle overwhelm all the time. I've got this. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that a better message of encouragement, of affirming who we really are and what we're really capable of? We tend to confuse our desires with our capability. Yeah, I might not want to do the thing that's in front of me. You might have some things in front of you right now that every fiber of your being may say, hell no, I don't want to do this. Let yourself have that feeling for a moment. Let yourself move through. Have an inner child tantrum. But don't tell yourself that you're not capable, that you can't handle this very life that you are living because you can. This is another way for me to hammer in this point. If you tell yourself you can't handle it, you're a liar. You're lying to your inner child and that damages your inner child's ability to trust you. You can handle it. You really, really can. All right, here's another. I'm behind in life and other people are far ahead of me. Very often, highly sensitive people, deep people, introverts feel behind simply for the fact that we process a lot. We observe a lot. We feel a lot. We are moving through our lives. And sometimes because of all that we're emotionally moving through, it can feel like we're moving through life and life is water while everybody else out there is moving through life and it's air. Oh, isn't it so much easier on them? Therefore, I am slow. I am behind. Things take me longer. 
I have to process my trauma. That does affect dating. It does affect progression of career. There are real effects there. So it's very easy for us to slide into this negative, low vibe self-talk that's heavy and wearing. I'm behind in life and other people are so far ahead of me. Think about how damaging that statement is. Imagine if I said that to a five-year-old right now. Everybody else is so far ahead of you. You're behind, you're behind, you're behind. Imagine what that does day in and day out to a mindset, to relationship with life. So here's a healthy reframe. I'm right where I am and where I am is good enough. I'm further and I know more than I did last year. I know more than I did five years ago. I'm further along than I was 10 years ago. I don't compare myself to others. I compare myself to me, to my former self. I will look at the ways that I am doing a good job despite how I feel. I am moving forward. That is what counts and that is what matters. I'm right where I need to be. I accept and I will not fight where I am. All right, here's another. Nothing is working out for me. Can we hear the inner child tantrum in that? When one, two, three, four things start to go sideways in our lives, it's really easy to get overwhelmed, to throw our hands up in desperation, to feel like the world is out to get us and that absolutely nothing since the beginning of time has ever worked out for us. Again, another big giant lie. Even if we have had the hardest, hard, most difficult life with so much more trauma than can even be calculated or make sense. What is actually true is some things work out for me. I'm just feeling sad, behind, or frustrated right now. I can feel my feelings without creating a story that wounds my worth. The universe has my back. Sometimes things work out in my favor. And sometimes things don't work out in my favor. My worth is unchanging day to day. Sometimes things do work out for me. Can you hear how simple that is to ground ourselves in the simplicity that things are never really in extreme? When we use words like nothing or always, we're being dramatic. We're being reactive. The language I'm giving you today is about learning to help yourself respond instead of go into that knee-jerk reaction that triggers this kind of negative self-talk, this kind of doomsday, nothing or always stuff. That's just not true. So in our healing, in our self-development, in our maturation process of our own inner child, we offer ourselves more of the grounded truth. So if you get lost in what to say to yourself, or you just kind of have no idea, you're discombobulated, just try to find some simple, centered, grounded truth. Like I can take a breath. And in some moments, that's enough and that's plenty. And remember, this is a language you're learning over time. So every day that you listen to this kind of podcast, you're helping your verbal centers learn new language and take it in. A friend of mine I love so much, she listens sometimes. If you're out there listening, you know who you are. She's taught herself French. She just listens to French news and French movies. 
You're doing this work right now. It's something to be proud of. See how I snuck that in? You really get some momentum going when you start to put your mind's eye, your energy towards positive language. You can build some momentum. We want positivity snowballing. We want useful language snowballing. We want that energy to snowball from positivity, from truth, from grounded wisdom, not desperate overreaction. That's a terrible snowballing of energy. All right, I have a few more for you that are common cognitive distortions or negative beliefs or limiting beliefs that we just don't need anymore. Here we go. I'm never going to feel better. Can you hear it from what we've already learned and gone over? There's that never. It gets us every time. Here's a healthy reframe. This is just a moment in time and it will pass. Feelings ebb and feelings flow. Feelings constantly shift and change. I allow this feeling to move through me so that I can release it. Feelings were meant to be felt, not thought. I can feel this. I just don't want to. The faster I feel it, the faster I shift it. The second we start to offer ourselves a possibility, we feel better. So this very statement, I'm never going to feel better, the millisecond that you start to shift into, wait a minute, I know that this is going to pass. I know that I need to just feel my feelings and that they will shift. I'm just bummed. I'm just agitated. I'm just aggravated. When you start validating the truth, it brings us to more of that grounded center. And we do feel better instantly. It doesn't mean our problems are fixed. Healing and living our best life is about taking our power where we've got it. There's a lot of forces playing on us in this life where we just don't have control. These are the ways that we do. And we want to wield that power. We want to cast those spells wisely. Here's another. I don't feel respected. Often when we're healing from a dysfunctional family system in our childhood, we're healing our self-worth. In dysfunctional homes, very basically, there tends to be a lot of disregard, a lot of disrespect of self and then of each other. So there's a lot of hurt. So often someone walks the world feeling a particular rawness around this idea of being respected. And when we don't know how to respect ourselves, we tend to walk the world basically modeling for others that I disrespect me, so you go ahead and disrespect me too. Another sneaky consequence of having negative, low vibe, self-destructive, self-critical self-talk. So how do we reframe this maladaptive idea, I don't feel respected? Here's the healthy reframe. I commit to respecting myself. I am my own authority figure, and I decide that the respect I hold for myself is enough. I respect that I'm trying to do something different right now. I respect that I'm using new language. I respect how much I bring my heart to the things that I do, my energy and my effort. I respect how far I've come. I respect this one precious life. I respect me. If others respect me, 
that's a bonus and I'll take it and it'll feel good, but it's not a need. When people have bad behavior, I choose to know that their reaction is about them and not about me. Anyone who doesn't respect me and my personhood may be struggling to respect themselves. I respect me and I commit to respecting myself continuously through this one precious life. Here's another, and each of these may be very relatable to the others that I'm sharing, but I hope that you hear the little bit of nuance. That's what I'm trying to offer here and really always on the show is how to really get into the nuance of healing because that's where I found most of my healing was in the nuance, in the nitty gritty of the nuance. I hear highly sensitive people say this all the time. It's just too much. It's just too difficult. Here's a healthy reframe. I am strong and I can do hard things. I take breaks and I do not give up. Everything is figure outable and I am capable. I can ask for help. I support myself in doing hard things with more ease. See, most of us will wind up doing the hard things, but most of us fight it like we're having a grown-up temper tantrum all the way along the process, and that just makes it harder. The law of attraction isn't about, I'm only going to do the things that feel good to me. That is a misconception. That is a misinterpretation. That does not work, and that's not what the law of attraction is teaching or implying. It's actually, if I have to do this thing, like something like paying our taxes, then I'm going to do it with my energy being light and bright and right. When we come from dysfunctional homes, that tends to be something that no one knows how to model. So when we get real with ourselves about that, we can see, ooh, yikes, okay, I really need to teach myself how to do these life things in life that are difficult with less fight. What am I fighting if I'm ultimately going to do it? like something like taxes. Driving and road rage is another great example of that. You're going to drive. You're going to practice road rage every time you drive? Or are you going to use that experience to help you practice peacefulness and calmness in that car? Is that vehicle allowed in your life to be a vehicle of taught rage and reinforcing rage and reactivity and acting out, flipping people off? putting that energy out into the world? Or are you going to use that vehicle in driving for your higher purpose, for your higher self, for your peace, your serenity, and your sanity? Because you can. Empowerment is in the choice that you make. You can do hard things and you can do them kicking and screaming, or you can do them with a smile and a lightness. The choice is yours. And with more practice, Lightness gets easier. I promise you. All right, here's another. I'm too emotional, right? We have heard this one since the beginning of time as highly sensitive people. It starts out as somebody else's voice and then it becomes our own. And the critical voice grabs it and just loves that message. I'm too emotional. Interestingly, in other moments, we will think that we're not enough and in others that we're too much, which shows us that we really need to ground in the center, in the middle. Here's the healthy reframe for I'm too emotional. I feel what I feel. I am feeling with intensity right now. I'm learning to feel without judging my emotions. I'm learning to release my feelings by feeling, not fighting 
resisting or thinking by feeling. I have a lot of emotions to release right now. And I can, I have tools for that. I accept my own intensity. And this surprisingly helps me lower my own intensity. Here's the last one I have for you. No one cares. Now, loneliness is a main problem in our time. It is fueling depression. It is fueling isolation. It is fueling disconnection. And social media winds up filling in with this sort of piss poor, we're kind of connected, but it doesn't feel as connecty as we want it to feel. It just doesn't fill loneliness the way that it might in some kind of utopian universe. No one cares. How do we deal with this idea and this thought? What if we've had a life that accidentally may have given us a lot of proof that a lot of people in our worlds may have low empathy for us, which is easy to pull out a thought spell of no one cares, but that's a terrible spell to cast. And if we're feeling hurt and lonely, that's the last spell I want anybody casting is no one cares about me. It's a terrible spell. Don't cast that one. Here's a healthy reframe that I'm offering. I care. I am important. I get to be important in my own life. I am enough. I am here. And I choose to be enough for myself. I love me. I love my inner child. It's okay to want more loving, caring people in my life. The more that I love myself and care for myself, I will get more of what I give. I will get the energy that I put out into the universe. I can look for more people to add to my tribe with great intention. While I know that I care and there are definitely people that care out there. Don't hurt yourself with this thought, y'all. It's easy in dark moments to go into this thought. Allow the people that are maybe inconsequentially in your world to care. That barista that makes you that coffee. She, if she smiles at you and hands you a drink, she cares enough to make you that coffee and hand it to you and smile and you're part of her day. If you gave her a tip, you bought a coffee, you helped solidify her job. There are ways that we can move through the universe, helping ourselves heal instead of helping ourselves hurt. I hope that you can feel the care that I have for you through this microphone, even if we've never met, even if we never will. I care for the human you are, for you being able to find the tools and craft the life that gives you the most joy and the most peace. What we are really discussing when it comes to the words we use to speak to ourselves is the creation of mindset and what appropriately fuels a healthy mindset. Food isn't our only human fuel, y'all. Words fuel us. It's just like fueling a vehicle. Dirty, cheap fuel will make that vehicle drive, but it will muck up the engine over time and create future problems. Clean, high-quality fuel makes that vehicle drive with efficiency, and it keeps an engine running optimally into the future. Our human bodies, minds, souls, spirits, hearts, guts, all of us, 
We can either fuel our lives with negative, lacking, problem-focused language that might get us through some moments, but ultimately creates wear and tear on our human experience, our hardware and our software. Or we can learn and commit to respecting this experience of life by offering ourselves loving, positive, self-respecting, attracting language that lifts our moods, lifts our lives, and attracts our desires. Because we are creatures of habit, the good news is that the more we practice positive self-talk, the more we can create a new normal, a new positivity habit, a self-hypnosis into what's light and possible instead of what's negative and dark and powerless. And this can, over time, become our go-to. It can become our new default as we let go of that negative critical voice. Self-love is not an empty sentiment. Self-love is demonstrated in the action of change, of witnessing ourselves love ourselves into high vibes instead of low. In this way, our language becomes our life fuel. This is how we heal. This is how we reparent ourselves. This is how we grow up and guide ourselves towards that good life that we all deserve and want and are working towards. Light love and may you cast your spells wisely. Very soon, I'm going to make a new announcement about a new offering Patreon people, you're going to get a big old giant discount to that new offering. So look for that soon. It might be there the day we release this episode. It might take us a few more days. If you're interested in coming to see what we have for you at Patreon, we have been building a really cozy, supportive, intelligent, emotionally intelligent and growing healing community there for years and years. I love how y'all use Patreon. Some of y'all hang out there and when life gets rocky or rough, you just pop in and soak up what you need. Some of you just allow yourselves to marinate there, listening to the content that we have in this very endeavor of reprogramming, of letting go of that critical voice, of learning this healthy language like I talked about in this episode. It really is a language. Every live stream is full of such deep and heartfelt, authentic questions. And I get so sparked and energized being able to be with y'all and show you on video how I move, how I talk, how I put my hands when I'm meditating or breathing or tending to my own inner child. There's a lot there. It's one of those things that's hard to put into words. I'm going to ask some of you to give me some words because y'all have given me words. There is a power in watching the energy that's coming out of my body as I'm saying some of these things. So we can do that on Patreon in a way that I can't do over this mic. The next live stream Q&A is refusing victim mentality. And if you've been a listener of the show for a little minute, you know that I am absolutely opposed to anything that encourages victim mentality because it will not serve you. So that is the next live stream topic. If you're interested in how to manage that within yourself, how to manage victim mentality with people that are in your life, come join, come participate, come ask a question. We do the live stream Q&A on the second Wednesday of every month. 
patreon.com backslash emotional badass. Remember, Patreon supporters, look for your big code when I announce the next offering. I'm an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets mindful, light, and love. Take care of yourself. And I'll see you right here next time. Bye-bye.